morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Homestead Project. Uh, this is Phil. I want to talk today a little bit about the weekend. Uh, this is November 19th, so over the weekend was the first weekend of deer hunting season for a firearm season in, in my state. And I went out there and had pretty good success uh, within... Uh, so I, I, I got to my, my blind that I made... Uh, talk a little bit about that first actually <clears throat> that uh that blind was just some four by eight sheets of plywood a couple of them that I made into a floor and into a, a wall and I happened to have a an old uh, throwaway window that wasn't broken it just had uh some cracking around around the uh the sill of it so I, I put that window in the first wall and then I brought those two sheets out to the farm uh, and uh, picked a location and started hauling over uh, some hundred plus year old lumber that my I, I don't I don't even know who who saw it um, my grandpa bought that farm in the 70s so it had been there for a while but anyway it's just this rough cut lumber and I put the whole rest of the, the blind together with that and then covered it in probably hundred year old tin so I did that a couple years ago hoping to get a deer that year and I didn't and uh, so I, I finally got one this Saturday out of that thing. Uh, it was about 120 yards and looked like a spike buck. And it first came out about 545 or so. And at that time, it's still dark. And I could see the deer. I could see the outline. I could see it had spikes. And uh, uh, it was probably 120 yards and I wasn't really interested in shooting that far, especially in the dark, really. So I let it go. Well, I didn't see another deer uh, until until it came back about an hour later. So I decided to take my shot, and it was still about 120 yards, but uh, I, I knew the gun could do it. I was using my, my wife's gun, in a really nice uh, Savage Arms brand, 223. And everybody says uh, 223 is too small a caliber to shoot a deer with. Well, I've shoot, or I've shot, uh, I think four or five with it now, and uh, every deer I've ever shot with that thing just drops right away. I think I had I had one just run probably 20 steps before, you know, before it died. But they just it, I don't know. The caliber definitely doesn't matter. I mean, it might affect the wind. Uh, you know, your bullet drop might be affected, but the actual size of the hole that it's punching through makes absolutely no difference. I found that out. Uh, and it, it's just a perfect gun. It's kind of small, kind of short. It's really light. It's really made for a youth or, or for uh, for my wife would be. It's a good size for her. Uh, but it's our only weapon with a scope. So all my all of my weapons have no scope. So, uh, it was, it's good to, you know, go out there and sit on a, a nice size acreage of field, uh, with a gun with a scope. So, but anyway, I, I, I dropped this deer, and, uh, I, I thanked God, and I thanked the deer, and, um, I started harvesting, and, and whenever I got done harvesting, it was actually a little, getting almost dark out, it just takes me forever to do that. I'm, I'm no butcher. I uh, I think I do a pretty good job. I got uh, 
about 18 pounds, I think, of, of ground meat. I got and, it, and there's a lot of fat in it. I mean, this is the fattest deer I think I've ever had. Uh, there was just there was so much fat I actually didn't use it all, and that's really weird. Um, but I, I got yeah, 18 pounds of, of ground, and I got uh, I think like 12 steaks from the from the back strap and the inner loins. And, uh, the, especially the inner loins and the back straps too, the inner loins were trying to fall apart while I was cutting it. I, I thought that was just awesome. That's probably the most tender and fattest deer, uh, that I've ever had. And I was just ecstatic when I was cutting it up. Uh, no, well, not that I like the process. I hate it, but you know, it is what it is, but I knew that that, that was going to be a lot of good meat, and uh, we got some stew meat, and we got a nice-sized roast I kept, so I was trying to think about how much money this is going to offset our grocery bill, and uh, with the size deer I got, I got about, like I said, 18 pounds of ground. Um, I cut the steaks into about uh, half a pound a piece. And uh, it, it turned into just under 15 pounds of steak. So I don't know how many pounds of steak I said I had, but I throw in some, I had some fajita steaks that I, I, I'm calling fajita steaks uh, in there as well. Uh, that'd be great, like a skirt steak kind of thing. Um, but all in all, steak-wise, uh, there was like 15 pounds of that as well. And... Uh, then the roast and 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 we I kept a lot of the scraps most of the scraps actually I'm gonna make dog food with that and uh, all in all just just meat wise uh, the total came out to almost 40 pounds so the uh, offset on the grocery bill if you think about how much you know ground beef costs uh, in my area. The cheapest you'll ever find it is probably $2.19 a pound, and really it's going to be $2.99 a pound. So you're looking at three bucks a pound. So I got 30 pounds, so that's $90 offset right there. I don't know, I'm not 30 pounds. I have 18 pounds. What am I saying? Uh, still though, that's that's a lot of money. That's 60 bucks offset right there. So then you look at the steaks. You got 15 pounds of steaks. Well, a beef steak, you know, like a ribeye or or a, even a, just a sirloin, they're going to run you probably three bucks a pound, uh, maybe more, I'm being, I think, conservative, but let's say at three dollars a pound, that's forty-five dollars right there as well, so now I'm up to a hundred bucks, and uh, the stew meat and the roast, you know, the roast is probably a fifteen dollar worth of beef roast, um, the stew meat is going to be several, the, the dog food's going to offset us a lot, because six pounds of dog food can go a really long way when you add rice and vegetables to it. Um, and, uh, so I think really the offset's going to be closer to the $140, $150 range. Um, not to mention, I didn't do it with this deer, and I probably won't with any other deer I get this year, but, um, the hide's valuable if you can, if you can flesh and tan it. I ended up giving my hide to a buddy that I know will do that, so it's not going to waste. And, uh... It's, it's a lot of offset. I mean, there's not just a conservation 
advantage as far as uh, uh, depopulizing or depopulating depopulating the uh, the deer to the point that you know they're not non nuisance or less of a nuisance. It's also and for that matter controlling the coyote population and whatnot. But it's also a way of getting uh, grass fed. Well, you know, a variety of, of native plant species, but grass-fed and non-antibiotic, non-hormone, uh, just as natural as it could possibly be from the earth meat. And these these uh, these deer, this deer I got last weekend, and the other deer I've had, they die humanely. They die quickly. Um, they usually die without any pain or, or knowledge that, that they are dying at all. And uh, it's just they're not confined at all in their life. They're free to roam. Um, just everything about deer hunting makes so much sense to me. And yet there's a lot of pushback. Uh, I mean, even people that I work with, I talked to a guy yesterday that said uh, deer hunting's stupid and... Um, you know, why would you go out there and shoot a poor defenseless animal, a poor helpless animal? And he didn't even know I deer hunted. He was just venting about someone else, I assume. But, uh, I mean, there's so many answers to that. There's so many advantages to it. And, you know, the only disadvantage that one might see to it is um, the animal's poor, defenseless, and, and helpless. Uh, but the reality is that that deer lived a much better life than any of the meat in the grocery store. And I don't say that lightly because I'm not a, a proponent necessarily of of, um, of management of, of uh, livestock uh, as far as, uh, you know, confinement and and the way they're, they're raised before they're, they're slaughtered and stuff. But there really is something to um, free-ranging and, and grass-feeding um, all your animals. There's something to it, for sure. Uh, it makes your meat taste better. Obviously, it makes your animal happier. Um, so you feel better about it. It's more humane. Um, but there's, you know, nothing more free-range than going fenceless. And this deer um, spent its life doing what it wanted to do. So I... Uh, pretty happy about the entire process from start to finish um, of what I did. I can feel good about it. I, I can feed my family. You know, I have a lot of meat in the freezer right now. And, uh, and it cost me the price of a bullet and, and the gas to drive the 10 miles to my farm. So, um, I guess my takeaway was that if you've been listening to the, you know my podcast before this, you'll know that I uh, have had a lot of struggle with, with bow hunting this year. I haven't gotten a deer. I've gone out since. haven't had any luck at all. I have, I've not gotten a deer until the first day of, bow, of uh, excuse me, of rice bowl season. And uh, it just is such a relief to know because I was starting to get a little bit nervous. Am I going to get a deer this year? Last year during rifle season, I didn't. And, uh, which uh, is why I expanded into bow season. So, I 
am super grateful to God that he gave me the opportunity. And I've said that even in bow hunting, because I, I feel like he gave me like at least two opportunities to get a deer and I didn't take it. And that's on me, not him. Um, but, you know, he's uh, helping us out. He's giving us the opportunities. And uh, I feel like I finally took one. And so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it gives me the opportunity again to, to get another one this year. And if not, then um, I'm still happy with um, having, having had this chance and taking it. More to come. Um, if you uh, follow our, our blog at uh, thehomesteadproject.blog.home, You'll be able to see pictures of uh, all of our progress in the last year, our garden, our uh, different soap making, our peanut butter making, all of our different uh, projects we've got going on, as well as I'll be posting uh, my deer hunting experience on there as well with pictures included. So um, I really hope that you guys enjoy this. Uh, I really appreciate you listening and uh, please follow us if, if you want and um keep on listening we've got so many more projects to to try to cover over the next couple of years i mean it's going to be a crazy and hectic couple of years uh transitioning to this homestead and uh figuring out you know all there is to know and and you know trying to uh do this transition i i appreciate you guys uh sticking along with us and and uh being a part of our journey so anyway Thanks again.